Bonjour. Welcome to the unfinished bookshelf. Wait, no, this isn't the unfinished bookshelf. <laughs> no, you're the unfinished bookshelf. This is Better Words. I'm Caitlin, Michelle's co-host, and I blog at Just the Bookish Babe. And Michelle's just having a bit of a laughing fit. But um, while she gets over that, I'm just going to say, Michelle, what have you been consuming lately? <laughs> too much chocolate? Yeah, me too. But, like, uh, who isn't? Yeah, I know. Chocolate's great, isn't it? God, where would we be without chocolate? I have absolutely no idea. We should call this podcast Better Chocolate. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, well, I have been binge-watching something which I know you enjoyed at the start of the year. And um, I was a little bit sceptical at first, but my boyfriend and I both watched and loved Santa Clarita Diet. Yes! <laughs> it's so, so, so good. good. It's, it's so good. It's really good. So um, I just love Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I love her. I, I love really her want to read her book. She's so funny in it. Like, I just, I love it. But I love the teenage daughter and mm-hmm. I haven't done any prep, so I don't know any names. I know. But I love, I love the friend husband. of the people next door. <gasps> so, like, her friend. But he's so cool. He's so funny. Um, so if you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Santa Clarita Diet is about these two real estate agents and one day, like it's never really explained how she gets this way, but one day the wife, Drew Barrymore, um, really can't remember what her name is in the actual show. Well, neither can I, but I watched it at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Drew Barrymore just like throws up all over a like, room one day. catastrophic like, world-ending vomit everywhere. Everywhere. And everywhere. she like throws up an which is not like a real organ, but then it's just you know. like some weird thing. Anyway, turns out she's now a, like a zombie. Yeah, she's like undead, but she's still alive and looks awesome because she's Drew Barrymore. Exactly. But now she has to eat people. So the show is about them kind of dealing yeah, with that, including that some murders, which is actually really funny. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have been laughing at but it is no, a comedy. It's kind of like. It's so funny though. She eats like, people. Yeah, she eats people. I mean, it's kind of like what people sort of say about like Game of Thrones that when you first watch it you're like oh he cut his head off and then after a couple of episodes you're like yeah cut his head off that's That's, what this show is like that is so true it's like Scream Queens I need to watch that we were gonna watch it together yeah we still have it um but it's it's so true what you say about Game of Thrones though because I just started season five recently and I was texting um a friend of ours who who made me watch it and I was like, oh, my God, this thing happened. And I still don't want to spoil it in case you haven't watched it like me and you're behind the times anyway. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, this thing. And he's like, I know. And I was like, oh, this guy is such a dickhead. I was talking about Ramsey Bolton, if you're familiar with that. I was like, oh, my goodness, he's so evil. He's way worse than Joffrey. And my friend was like, you haven't even seen half of it yet. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so dramatic. <laughs> and then I texted him back and I was like, actually, I'm a little bit excited then if I've only seen It's like you haven't even seen the half of it. Yeah. But Drew Barrymore, hilarious. I love so this. Good. Really hoping it gets and picked I up really for a second forget season. What the man's name is who plays her husband. Oh, but he is fa- I can't believe I don't know I can't remember any Wait, of their names. Okay. I'm look it up gonna, because I'm just I gonna really look it up because I feel bad that we were like I really have to mention him by name because he was just fantastic because I mean poor guy has to deal with like his wife being like a zombie and it doesn't know what to do about it. And after and the we're ending, just googling his name right I, now. I really need to know what happens. Tell me who's in the cast, Michelle. Timothy Oliphant. He is so good. He's so funny. Timothy, you're amazing in this show. And also, hang on, I'm just going to look up the other people. Do, 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 do. Just like waiting do, do, time here. Do, We're looking do, up the cast. Liv Hewson is um, their teenage daughter. Abby. She's great. So she's got to deal with the fact that her mother is now a zombie and has to kill people. Yeah, and she like, is like, what? Mom, you murdered someone. It's so good, guys. You have to watch this show. And Skylar, yes. So, what? Oh, Back to our bad pronunciation here on Better Words. We're I mean, so it's our sorry. signature thing now. Uh, Gisondo. Skylar Gisondo is the neighbour who we mentioned. He's, uh, so he's so funny. So good. He, I'm so glad that you love this show. I really want to go back and rewatch it. Well, now. I. I don't know if you remember, but when we started watching it, I texted you and was like, hey, so you said you really liked Santa Clarita Diet, right? I mean, it's a bit, the first episode is a bit weird. And you were like, just stick with it. Yeah. And I think. Because I mean, the first episode, you're kind of like, what am I watching? But then in the second episode, after, you know, like the initial shock of their family has sort of worn off, 
It's hilarious. It's and so I mean, good. the first episode is still hilarious, but. But it's still, it, the first episode, you were just like, I don't know whether I like this or not. Uh, but then in the second episode, five minutes in, you're like, yep, I like it. <laughs> and it was all we could do. Like, my boyfriend and I were just like, okay, we have to watch more of this. And we'd get like, we'd watch like two or three episodes a yeah. night. It was so addictive. Yes. I loved it. So there better good. be a season two. I know, right? It really better be. I really want to see more. Yeah. It's so good. so good. I really want to read Drew Barrymore's book. I've yes. always found her fascinating. Is it, is it Wildflower? Is yeah, I think is? that's what it's called. I'm just going to Google. We should do this with a computer all the time so that we can, so that we can things Google up. things. Oh, wait, Either I'm way. Just... Whatever. Anyway. Um, what else have you been watching? Um, what have I been watching? What was I going to talk about? I remember when, I, when, you know, before every podcast, we sort of sit and it's like, wait, what are we going to mention that we've been, you know, consuming and everything? Cause this I mean, was a bit even, off the cuff, though, so. Yeah, this is a yeah. bit of a last minute recording. But even, you know, I'm sure you all go, how can you not remember what you've been watching and everything? And believe me, if you had to remember to record it for a podcast, I think you would find it a bit surprising. But um, I have actually just started reading Lauren Graham's memoir, Talking As Fast As I Can. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I actually borrowed it from our local library because I'm really sorry, Lauren, but everywhere that I tried to buy it, I was just like, oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> it's like, because it's nonfiction, it's like $35, yeah. $40. And I just, speaking about like local library, though, local, local, blah, 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 local library, we have done some work with them. They are just starting up a bookstagram page. Mm-hmm. So we'll link that as well because they're trying to do some cool stuff there and yeah, we would love to really see them good. getting some followers because they're really cool. Yeah, I mean, we just want to help out our local library. So We love our library. We will definitely link it, <laughs> but um, the Instagram is... At Lively Libraries. Lively Libraries. I love it. It's Lively so Libraries. <laughs> anyway. um, have you... you have read Lauren Graham's fiction book? I haven't. So um, someday, only, someday maybe? Yes, that yeah. is exactly what it's called. And the only reason, I mean, I started watching Gilmore Girls maybe two, three years ago, I think. Mm. Um, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, I mean, I watched it all, all seven seasons. So amazing. Love it. Um, I've been told that I would also really like Parenthood. Um, and then, of course, we've had the Gilmore Girls. Lauren Graham is year really good in Parenthood. Oh, I didn't know that you watched Parenthood. I've watched most of it, yeah. Oh, good. Like, yeah. when I say most of it, I mean, I started probably in about season two and just kept going when it was on oh, TV. So, haven't seen, so I haven't seen the very first, okay. and it feels weird to go back once I know everything. Which is not like me, because I'm really, like, pedantic about watching everything in yeah, chronological sure, like that, it probably order. doesn't matter that much, but... I didn't know that you'd seen it, but a lot of people have told me I would like it, wouldn't I? Yes, you yeah, would. you really would. Um, yeah, so I've I really started, enjoying Lauren Graves' book so far. I started someday, someday maybe when it came out, and then I think I think I had it on ebook from my library, and the loan expired, mm-hmm. and I just never got. I think I was traveling, and so I didn't I didn't like do it again. But I really want to, and I might do it. If I end up going traveling this year, I think it'd be a nice one. Like I, I like a light read yeah. when I'm traveling, so I think yeah, that'd so be a I. nice one. Maybe I'll um I'll listen to uh, sorry read it when we um, go to Brisbane. Yeah, we're going out. We're we so excited. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do this will be mentioned in many episodes after our trip, so we won't we're gonna mention do, it before. We won't gonna, mention it before. No, all we'll say is we're doing a huge wrap up because between us, we're going to like. Five oh, or six, like events. six events. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so it's gonna be so good. So we're gonna do a wrap up of all the bookish because it's Brisbane Writers Festival as well. So we're gonna do. Okay, a huge we're starting wrap. to talk okay. about it. We'll I'll wait stop. until we actually I'll go, stop. guys. You'll get to know it a lot. <laughs> I promise. Um. um so anyway, so yes, you've been watching Santa Clarita Diet. Awesome. I've been reading Long Grace. What have you been reading? Um, I have been reading, and hopefully will be finished by the time we hit publish on this episode. I'd really want to finish it tonight. A book called Entangled by Cat Clark. Entangled. It's um. Fascinating. <laughs> it is a UK. It's a pretty good title. Sorry. Yeah. No. It's a, it's a UK <laughs> YA novel. Um. So, it's by an author from the UK. KYA. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm just, some people are like, what's that? But then I remembered that you're all bookish listeners, so you probably know. Um, anyway. Anyway, keep going, Michelle. Just keep talking. So this book is called Entangled. Basically, like, I'm really enjoying it. I wanted to finish it 
in like a day or two days because the last Kat Clark book I read, which I think was A Kiss in the Dark, um, I read in, in that short amount of time and I was looking for something. She writes a really good like thrillery sort of book. Um, but unfortunately, my life has been crazy lately and a lot of stuff's been going on with some like family illness and stuff like that. And it's all good, but it's just been taking up a lot more time than I had thought it would. So I haven't had a chance to sit down and enjoy this. I mean, Cat Clark's books really should be read like over a weekend. So it's probably taken the edge off for me just that I haven't consumed it as fast. But basically this girl wakes up in a room um, having been taken by someone. Um, so she's trying to work through that. But she was taken on the night that she decided to commit suicide. So at the same time that you've got the story about why she's in this room, she also goes back to the start of every, when everything started to go bad and you're working forward to what led her to that point. So at the moment, like, some stuff happens with her friend um, and she meets this guy. And where I'm at at the moment in the past story, if that makes sense, is, you know, everything's fine. So I'm, like, trying to read to find out what happens in the present. But also yeah. I'm, like, how did she get to that point? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Cat Clark, I, I, and I find UKYA generally deals with some pretty heavy stuff. I mean, there's uh, abortion in this. There is a lot of, like, sexual stuff. Um, there's also a lot of self-harm, so like, I wouldn't recommend it if you find any of that stuff really confronting. Um, but I just feel like, you know how there's, like, a vibe about Aussie YA that you just get when you read our books, like a Gab Toza book or, you know? Yeah, you mean, like, when the characters are having Milo for opportunity and things like that? Yeah, I guess I can't really, I can't really put something on it. it it just feels like a UKYA. Yeah, well, I feel like UKYA, the, the thing that distinguishes it for me, aside from, like, Australian, is um, it usually is really gritty is, like, the word. It's, like, a really rough episode of The Bill or, like, the later episodes good, of Taggart. That's a good point, actually. I find that a lot of the, you know, Love Us YA, I mean, of course we have our hard stories and everything as well, mm. and our sad stories, but a lot of it that I read is, you know, quite happy contemporaries and I think that probably does say something about the Australian culture yeah stereotypical we're so laid back but but even even the sad ones don't have the same I just I just yeah I think grit's a good word yeah because like other um I read a book um by Dave Cousins a really amazing I think it was Dave Cousins um and obviously we'll link it called 15 days without a head and I don't, Sorry, Michelle just stopped talking because I literally looked up at her and like scowled my eyebrows like, hmm? It's because, it's because I think, I think from memory, just I, read this, odd time. I probably read this about three years ago and I think it's because cockroaches can live for 15 days without a head or something like that. Oh, weird. I don't know. There's a reference to it in the book. It all makes sense. But basically um, his mother, I think, is alcoholic and she runs off or something or it disappears and he tries to look after his little brother and tries to keep the house um going uh but he's probably only about 14 or 15 he tries to hide it from the authorities because he doesn't want to be taken into care and that's just not I just it's I just very British kind of story and like Cat Clark is like that but I would definitely recommend if you're looking for a young adult thriller um, exciting novel that you can read in the space of a, a weekend or a day, unlike myself with this book. Um, definitely Cat Clark has some really great stuff. Um, we'll link to some link to some stuff, but yeah, I really, really am enjoying that and I just wish that I had had the time to sit down and read it like I wanted to, to mm-hmm. fully enjoy it. But I still am really loving it because I just want to know. And yeah. it's just in my head now. I'm like, I need to know what happened. And yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. Cool. Um, I watched I watched something else, but I think that well, we might we've kind of talked enough about yeah know. about what we've been up to. I mean, and I really do think we have enough photo there about our love for contemporary novels and different types yeah. of contemporaries that we'll probably talk about it. Yeah, we'll in talk a later about that episode. more later. We love for, contemporary. Yeah, exactly. For now, we're actually going to talk about adaptations. So, because it's it's a controversial topic I it would say be. it depending, can be depending on what is actually going on I think um so the first one that I think we should talk about we've actually mentioned this before but 
polls. We actually yes. said that we were going to come back to this. So, Michelle, yeah. quickly recap us on what happened when you watched Holes recently. Well, when I watched Holes, I remembered how good it was. Caitlin hates it. But um, I just had forgotten. But when I was little and watching it, um, I watched it, loved it, and then read the book. And I think it was the opposite for you, Caitlin. It sure was. So my story with Holes, um, I don't remember the author's name. I'm sorry. But... Um, Holes, if you don't know, is about, you know, this um, young boy who has to go to, like, a juvenile camp because he, like, committed a crime. I don't remember what it is, but it's something really stupid, like stealing no, shoes. He, st- he stole the shoes. He stole the shoes, right. Did he? That's the but twist. Did he? Yeah, anyway, so he goes to this juvenile, you know, like a juvenile, t- like, camp. Um, but what they do is dig holes, and they have to be, like, you know, three feet wide and how many feet deep. I don't remember the details. But they have to dig these holes because the people who are in the camp are looking for the treasure. But and they don't uh, know that. They're just digging holes because it's character building. Yeah. They don't actually know well, for yeah, a while they don't, that they don't they're... actually know that there's treasure because they don't really yeah. know what the story is. It's supposed to be like hard work to make them good young men. Anyway, so what actually for holes for me, I read the book in year eight English. Um, so a few years now. Oh, that's a cool one to read in. Yeah, I mean, I don't school. remember hating the book. It's not exactly, you know, like wouldn't have been my first pick or anything like that. But I mean, I, I'm still was always the person who like finished the book first in English class. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't remember hating the book. The story, you know, with the generations of family and everything is actually quite fascinating in really this story. Cool. But um, then when it came to the movie, I'm pretty sure we watched it in English class. But also my younger brother, it's exactly the type of movie that he likes. And um, my younger brother has always been one of those people that if he likes a movie, <laughs> I mean, when he was younger, he would just watch the same movie for weeks on end until he decided well, to. Like, bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you know how many times I've seen Shrek or, like, Cinderella? Because, like, they were, they were the only two I remember him being obsessed with. Wow. But, um, yeah, so not blaming you or anything, but I kind of do blame you for me not liking this movie. But I also I just don't why think that would it's, be it's just annoying. I mean, he, he watched it a lot and I mean he's he's watched it recently I think and I was like oh holes just because I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> sick of it now and I don't think I remember liking I mean the book wasn't exactly for me but I still enjoyed it enough and then I probably enjoyed the movie enough the first time, the time I saw it yeah. Yeah. Um, but strictly talking adaptations I think it actually is a pretty close and a pretty good adaptation mm. um, and the family you know, it's all very interesting. And my favourite thing about this entire movie is that Henry Winkler is his dad. <laughs> like, from happiness, he's the boss. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think that raises an interesting point, though, of, like, when adaptations can get people interested in books. So yeah. a lot of what I see online and stuff is people saying adaptations are bad or that you have to like the book better. But... What if it's the movie that gets you interested in the book? Have there been any cases like that for you? There have, actually. Um, I will talk about this a little bit, but not too much, because Michelle hasn't actually read this series. But I'm sure so many of you have opinions about the Divergent series. Oh, you can talk about it. I'm not going to read it. Yeah, anyway. um, So when the first Divergent... Well, the movie Divergent. But when the first one came out... um, I remember seeing the trailer when I was going to see something else and I remember thinking, oh, this seems like a cross between Hunger Games and, like, Brave New World. And I wasn't overly interested because there seemed to be so many dystopian YA trilogies. It was like like the vampire phase, wasn't it? There was a dystopian phase. Yeah, there was, like, a dystopian phase. What are we going through now? I have no idea. We'll know know when it's over. Mm. But um, anyway, so I don't think I saw the movie, like, when it was in theatres or anything, but... Um, I watched it with a friend and she said it was really good and, you know, I trust her judgment. Um, and I loved it. I loved the movie. I thought, you know, the concept of the factions and everything was so interesting. And, like, I really enjoyed like, the movie as well. Choose where you're going and everything. Mm. So then after I watched the first movie, I read all three books and the additional um, book four, which is from the opposite view of the first book from the opposite view and a bit of background about our male lead. Um, four is his name. Anyway, um, I read them all so quickly and so did another friend of mine. We were reading them at the same time. 
I don't even think that she ever actually got through the third book, which I have to admit was hard for me. And if yeah. you've read them, you'll know why. Well, I mean, I haven't even read them and I know the third book was a the disappointment for a lot of people. Yeah, the ending is a bit disappointing, but I don't necessarily disagree with it. I mean, who says the Hiroshita always lives? Okay. I'm not going to give that is a... Is that a spoiler? Whatever. It came out ages ago. I think this is one of those yeah. books that everyone knows how it ends and, now. Well, I don't, but I also don't care. Yeah, so whatever. Whatever. Um, but anyway, so the interesting thing with the Divergent series is that the first movie, while well, after I read the book, and I read the books because I saw the movie, is actually pretty close. There are still some differences. Insurgent, however completely blew it out of the water like there were so many things that were different and wrong wrong so I mean if I hadn't read the books I'm sure I probably would have enjoyed the movie just fine even though it was a bit weird but because I had I knew it was supposed to be different and then Allegiant so you've seen I still haven't seen Allegiant because because it went straight to tv or something no it still went to theaters they were going to do a fourth movie that was going to go straight to tv and they're not even doing that installment so now the series is technically classed unfinished when there wasn't even a fourth book to make a movie oh, from. They did that so horrible I, thing I hate of let's follow Harry Potter and split up the third but movie. But they didn't split oh, right. I don't think they necessarily split it. They were going to do – like it wasn't part one and part two or anything. It was okay. like Allegiant and then they are going to do like Ascendant or something stupid. What's even uh, – I don't whatever. know. Uh, see, Michelle even has an opinion. She hasn't even read this series. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even know what happens in the movie Allegiant because I haven't seen it and like – what happened in the book couldn't happen because they changed what happened in Insurgent anyway. Okay, so just like, ugh, and let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Another one, I think, um, that we both haven't read the book, but we are very keen to because we've seen the adaptation, is The Wrong Girl. The Wrong Girl, yes! We loved, we watched the ep- we watched it together because I think it ma- it's mandatory to watch it with your best friend. It's really good. Yeah, you kind of have to watch the show as your best friend, otherwise you won't enjoy it as much. Jess Murray is amazing. I love Jess Murray. I love Jess Murray. I don't know if I've said this on a podcast. I feel like I have, but I have loved her since she was Rachel in Pack to the Rafters. She, I've just, I've followed her career since then. I loved her. She's brilliant in Carlotta, even though I still think they should have had an actual trans person playing that role. She's still brilliant. And she's amazing as Joan Miller in Love Love Child. Love, love, child so much. Um, but, yeah, she is so good as Lily in The Wrong Girl. It was oh, – I just loved it so much. It was so much more than just a romantic comedy. There's so many more complicated family things that are going yeah. on. So Lily starts the book by sleeping with her best friend. Um, but is it Pete? It's yeah, Pete. Pete. But then Pete – But he's actually in love with someone else. Well, no, he's not even in love with her. He just finds out I'm, he got a girl pregnant. I'm pretty sure he was in love with her. No, I thought he was in love with Lily. No. Anyway, this is... I think he couldn't decide, but then he, he couldn't decide. About the yeah. baby. He was like, no, I'm in love with Meredith. So. Anyway. But then also once the baby came out, he was like, oh, this is real. Like, I really, yeah. yeah. So I bought the book just because of that. And I really want to read more stuff by Zoe Foster Blake because... I love Zoe Foster Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the new arrival, just by the way. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to it. I seriously doubt it, but in case on the very, very slow If you are, we love you. We absolutely love you. (laughs) Anyway, so let's just skip skip over that. So for the actual, I guess we're talking about this as an adaptation, Mm. neither of us have read the book, so we don't know about, you know, adaptation from book to TV show, but a comment I do want to make about the adaptation is, of course, this series, as we just mentioned, was written by Zoe Poster Blake, and in the TV show... Her husband, Hamish Blake, plays one of the characters because this whole show is sort of set on like a breakfast show. Um, I think it's literally called The the Breakfast Show. Something like Breakfast Bar. Breakfast Bar, something like that. Anyway, so our main character, Lily, is one of the producers and then they have like the hosts and the weathermen and Hamish Blake, Zoe's husband, plays the weatherman and he's so funny. And Craig McLaughlin, who is hilarious, plays the the weird kind of sleazy, up-himself TV Post. presenter. He is so funny. And in case you didn't need any more reasons to watch this show, the hosts of The Breakfast Bar, as we just said, Craig McLaughlin, but their like names in the show are Eric and Erica. Erica. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the best, and we both really want to read this book now. Yeah, um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
probably read it real soon because I need something light at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I loved that. And I think the good thing about it being a mini series as well is, you know, like we said, we haven't read the book, but being a mini series, hopefully it's pretty true to the book because you have the, it's not a movie, you have the scope to explore things in a bit yeah. more depth in a mini series. I'm so excited there's going to be a season two. Um, but something I mean I think it's great that adaptations can lead people's books so I don't think adaptations are a bad thing per se and I don't agree that if you like books you should always prefer the book because there are some times when that's just not the case I have the best example of this um okay so in case I haven't mentioned this before I completely love Cecilia Ahern. She's one of my favourite authors. Every time I see a book by her that I don't own, I buy it. <laughs> um, and she's written a lot, so I've got a quite a big collection. But um, of all of her amazing books, um, I don't know if any more are being turned into movies, but at the moment there are only two adaptations, and that is P.S. I Love You, which came out in the early 2000s, like 2003 or four or something like that. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's probably completely wrong. Um, but then there's also Love, Rosie, which is adapted from the book when it, Where Rainbows End. Um, I saw Love, Rosie first because, I mean, it was like an awesome teen rom-com. Had um, Lucy, uh, Lily Collins, not Lucy Collins, Lily Collins and Sam Claflin, and they're just amazing. Um, but I, I think I definitely saw the movie before I read the book, but I had already read other Cecilia Ahern books. Is that what attracted you? seeing the movie or was it just that no I didn't know that it was a bio because I mean the book had changed name it changed names oh right but um but anyway and I mean even if I hated Cecilia Hearn the movie is still amazing (laughs) I'm sure but um yeah I love that movie so much anyway so I saw that movie first but I'd already read other Cecilia Hearn books but I did in fact read Love Rosie afterwards and in the movie, the timeline of, like, this, you know, story arc of these two friends, like, will they, won't they get together, is much longer and drags across a lot more of their lives, whereas in the movie it was obviously kind of a bit shorter. And there was slight differences in, um, like, in the... Okay, so part of the, you know, Rosie, our character, love Rosie, part of the story is that Alex, her best friend, moves to Boston from the UK in the movie, but Ireland in the book. Anyway, and she actually has a child at 18 with someone else. But in the movie, it's, like, the same person who she, like, later marries because they sort of reconnected because he wanted to be part of his daughter's life. And in the book, it's a different guy that she marries. So they're kind of, like, combined characters and things like that in the movie, which I actually prefer. I think it makes a bit more sense. So this is a case of where I really preferred the movie over the book. I still love the book. But wait, the way they sort of, the changes, I preferred in the movie. With P.S. I Love You, it was completely the opposite. Um, a lot of people do love this movie, and I'm only going to say this because I read the book first, and it's a beautiful story about how, like, you know, this woman's husband died and, like, left her all these messages to, like, move on with her life. It's completely beautiful. And that's why I don't want to read it, because it sounds sad. It is a bit sad, but it's so beautiful. But then, in the book... No, in the book it's beautiful. In the movie, so many things changed. And I was like, what are you doing? And I don't know, I just kind of disagreed with some of the choices that the character made in the, in the movie, which I don't know if I would have if I hadn't read the book beforehand because I, I watched the movie directly after I finished the book. Like I looked mm. it up online. So, um, Well, I have two like, good and bad examples as well. Um, so Call the Midwife, mm-hmm. have you watched that at all? I haven't, no, I think my mum has. <laughs> it probably is a mumsy movie, I don't know, well TV series I mean, but it's beautiful. I watched the TV series first and because I, it was actually based on a memoir, so it's based on non-fiction. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just like, oh, okay. Do you want to lean a bit closer there, Caitlin? Um, I just slid away from the microphone, um, so you wouldn't have heard that. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, so it is based on non-fiction on a memoir by Jennifer Worth, I believe, and then, like, one of the nurses in the TV series is Jenny. So, like, that's her. So um, I read it, and for the first season and the first book that she wrote, because she's written, like, four books, 
of different stories of things that she experienced because it's all um, their midwives in 1950s East End London, so very, oh, cool. very poverty-stricken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's back when they're like home births, like you don't go to hospital to have a birth, so these midwives come and deliver the baby and stuff and there's amazing stories in every single episode. Um, they also just generally nurse, so there's some stories there that aren't necessarily related to pregnancy, but I do always end up watching it and then be like, oh, we have to turn the TV down because a woman's, like, screaming, giving birth. Um, <laughs> kind of like offspring. Um, yeah. But it's it's beautiful. Um, the actors are amazing. I, I love all the women in it. It's um, Some of them are nuns and some of them are nurses and they live in a convent. Um, it's just, it's gorgeous and it's really reflective of like the human spirit the good the bad um each of the girls as well as the series goes on you know starts to look for love or they one of the nurses decides to become a nun and you know there's that personal journey as well that's beautiful um while the book was like a lot of the things I was like oh I remember that episode I remember this episode I could pick out the first season with the first book it just wasn't because it's just her memoirs and, like, the stories are still amazing. But it sounds like it's it would be a lot same. more literal and you don't really get yeah. the emotional, oh, like, I guess, connection to the exactly. characters. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's not – Call the Midwife, the TV show, is about all the characters and you come to love all of them and they're all their personal journeys, whereas the book is much more factual. Yeah, more of a fictionised version of yeah. these real events. Yeah. yeah. It is – I mean, it's it's gorgeous. And if you like historical fiction, just go and watch the TV show if you haven't already. It's like – I mean, it's, a, it's hugely popular, so I'm sure most people have seen it. Um, it's, it's just beautiful and, again – very like gritty setting because the, a lot of the yeah. people it's, it's post the it's post war, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of the, these people are still living in poverty. And I think there's some sections where they are like riding their bikes around and they'll ride past like a bomb site or something that obviously yeah. hasn't been fixed. So that's that's a case where the the adaptation is miles ahead of the book. Um, and then the, on the flip side, one which I know every Jodie Picoult fan hates with a passion is my sister's keeper have you seen it i have seen my sister's keeper again i actually had to watch this one in school for like ethics i think oh we studied the book and then watched the movie for english oh yeah so this was for ethics in year 11 religion Mm. um because of the you know anesthesia choosing to end your own life it was like part of our ethics do you do you mean euthanasia what did i say anesthesia (laughs) (laughs) i am so sorry (laughs) You are allowed to use anesthesia. <laughs> Shit. I know, that's completely yeah. wrong. Why did I ever get that mixed up? Oh. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, yeah, we watched it for our, like, ethics But it's not thing. even, it's not even about euthanasia um, because she has another. Yeah, I know. No, she has another novel called Mercy about euthanasia. This was about. Um, yeah, but movies are quicker. We didn't read oh, a book. I know. Origin, so. Mm, yeah. Because um, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know a lot of people would say is fictional, you know, yeah, whatever. Let's not get into that now. <laughs> um, but we read the book for English, like I said, and I, I think I said on our third episode that I I picked up Jodie Picou and started reading her other books because I knew we were going to study My Sister's Keeper and I kind of wanted to get a feel for her. So by then I really liked her work really enjoyed this this book um if you're not familiar with it um it is about a girl who oh well it's about a family who have two children a boy and a girl one of them has uh i think like a kidney disease or she she has a lot of she got leukemia i think and then it leads to a lot of organ failure and eventually um first of all she needs like bone marrow and so they basically have another child for the purpose of matching her to give their first daughter um, the correct bone marrow or, like, yeah. the matching stuff. And then it, because she'll matches, she has to do blood transfusions and stuff. So it's kind of like farming her for yeah. – basically they, they made her for the purpose of – bringing, giving their other daughter life, which I can see would be a great thing to discuss in an ethics class. Yeah. Um, but like, you see the point why we watch yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But the... It's so interesting. 
the youngest daughter, um, at the point where the book starts, decides to sue for medical emancipation from, mm-hmm. I hope I used the right word there, from her parents to basically be able to make her own medical decisions because her parents want her to have a kidney transplant to keep her sister alive. And, um, there's and a she's lot of, much younger. Than yeah, she's, a, and, yeah. and also her sister, I mean, part of the ethical yeah, thing is like, her sister doesn't necessarily want this to happen. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily want, and I mean, there's a lot of interpretation. If, if you haven't read the book, there's a bit at the start where someone describes holding a pillow over someone else's face. And I think when you first read it, you assume that it's the younger girl trying to kill her older sister because she doesn't want to be used this way. But by the end, I kind of thought it may have been the older sister um, trying to kill her younger sister because she didn't want to be kept alive because mm-hmm. she's in pain too. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's beside the point. The movie completely changed the ending. And Jodie Picou herself has spoken about this. I remember we were at, I was at an event where I met her and someone asked her because she's notoriously hated the film. Um, and she said, well, signing away your movie rights or the rights to your book for a movie is kind of like giving up your child for adoption and then finding out they've become a sex worker. Like, wow. I know. Oh my God. Not that there's anything wrong with sex workers and she didn't use that word, but I, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If that's your chosen profession, I'm just saying what she said, but she was so, so, so angry and disappointed with the fact that they basically, someone dies at the end and it's a different person in the book to what it is in the movie. And it completely changes the entire meaning of it the, it, 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 it changes, changes the whole the thing. thing. I haven't read the book, but I know that what the switch is, and I'm sure. Like we're, we're being a bit cautious with the spoilers sort of thing here, oh, I guess. But I, guess if you I think I mean, everyone knows. I think it's one of those yeah. famous book to movie adaptations. And, and by now, it's been long things. enough. But basically, the the book death highlights the futility of the whole thing, mm-hmm. and the movie death doesn't at all. Yeah. Although it kind of does, but not in the same way. No, not in the same not way. Not in the same way. Um, so those are a few of mine. Um, another one that I loved, the TV show of, and I bought the book, but I haven't been able to get through it yet because it's over a 1,000 pages, is Pillars of the Earth, which I spoke about when we... Oh, this is the one with Eddie Redmayne in it. Yeah, right. so, so I spoke about this in our first episode. Um, so it, it's really good. If you enjoy Game of Thrones, I would highly recommend the miniseries Pillars of the Earth. And then it's... Kind of a sequel. It's set 200 years later, but in the same... The whole thing about Pillars of the Earth is that they are building this huge cathedral and it's set in this town around this cathedral. So the kind of sequel to it is 200 years later during the plague, which was my favourite thing to study in ancient history. Um, (laughs) And it's set in the same place with the same cathedral. So that's the link. Um, I think it's very, very true. The adaptation is very true to what I've read of the book because I've read about 250 pages of the book, um, but I just haven't. It's so big. I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, but from what I've read, it's very true to it. Um, yeah. I think the I think the last one we have to have to have to have to talk about. Oh, I've got one more after this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what I was going to yes. say is the one we definitely have to talk about is, of course, Jasper Jones. Yes. Now, you now, haven't read the book, have I you? haven't actually read the book. I want to, Michelle. Because you watched the movie, yeah? yes? I want to because <laughs> I watched the movie. I had. I don't know why I hadn't read it. Um, actually, when I was in Year 12, I read The Book Thief. By Marcus Zusak. Yeah, which is also an adaptation. Oh, I was going to say, it's not by the same person, Caitlin. Why are you looking no, at me like that? No, it's an adaptation. The movie is so, amazing. So shall Let's we talk do, about this. Shall quickly. we do a side note and do what do you think of the book thief? Amazing. It is beautiful. It's um, beautiful. I don't relatively close to the book, I think. I yeah, mean it's I hard think the to movie get is really good. I think the book does the, the narration of death in a bit better way, but then again it's hard to get that it's sort of narration to, in a movie. It is. And it's hard to sort of get across some of the things that happen in the in the book. Um, but the you kids know, who play Liesel oh, and Rudy are gorgeous. So I loved gorgeous. them. And Jeffrey Rush. So I just remember actually, well, we're, I mean, we've just said, oh, it's amazing, it's amazing, amazing. You know, we love the book and the movie. But um, one thing I want to say is when we were reading it in English class, um, when we got to the end, um, well, not quite the end, towards the end, um, 
for those who haven't read it. I'm debating whether or not to mention this. Mm, I'm going to mention it. Okay, okay so skip ahead if you haven't read it. Yeah, okay. So what I'm going to mention is um, when Rudy dies and Lisa, like, kisses him, you know, after all the times he's asked her and he, she said no and then she kisses him when he's dead. Uh, my English teacher was very, very upset about that. Um, we got to class and it was sort of like where we're supposed to have read up to or maybe we would have supposed to have finished the book and he was kind of like, he's finished the book. I hate that bit. Like, let's just talk about it. And we were like, it's what, just not, it's so sad. It's so sad. He was like, he, he was just like, she couldn't kiss him while he was alive. Like, what's going on? He Ooh. just, yeah. I mean, it's so sad, but. Because um, girls don't have to kiss boys if they don't want to. Well, of course not. But she <laughs> did want to. She just didn't. And then he dies. Anyway. anyway. Um, so what I was actually, how we actually got onto this, and I remembered, <laughs> is because when I was in year 12, I read The Book Thief. Other classes in my grade read Jasper Jones. You know, this happened to me with To Kill a Mockingbird, and that's why I've never read it, because the other class read it, and we read yeah. something else. So like unfair. Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. I read The Merchant of Venice. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Ro- anyway. Romeo and Juliet is not great anyway. Yeah, whatever. Okay, um, so Jasper Jones, I Michelle made me see the movie with her. I, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. I do want to read the book. How amazing I have everyone yet, in that movie? I feel like we so could spend good. a whole episode talking about it. Hugo, Maybe we should do a Oh, Hugo yes. Weaving was amazing. You know what? We're going to do that because I want to buy it on DVD and this is a perfect excuse. Okay. Yes, I still Stay buy tuned. DVDs. Stay tuned for a Jasper Jones view. Yes. But I'm also, Hugo Weaving is the best. He is so good in this. And so, um, so I don't have the names straight to hand, but the kids who play Jasper and Charlie and I've forgotten her name, which is the, terrible. The, the little girl. Yeah. I have no oh, idea. Sorry. Anyway, Amazing. Um, and the, the Tony Collette. Sister. Oh, Tony Collette. Yes. I love Tony Collette so much. I love, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays uh, Charlie's dad, he is in a couple of other things like Puberty Blues. And he's like, he's the same daggy. He's the same daggy dad character in Puberty Blues, which, by the way, is another adaptation that blows the book out of the water, but it's brilliant. But I feel like that's a whole other discussion as well. Um, yeah, we're going to need to do another adaptation episode. Like Once we've, we've watched some we more. We made a list of what we would talk about, and we've done about half. So maybe we'll do another one about I think, the rest I think we later. Should, this should be part one, and we should read and watch some we'll more. We'll do part two We'll later. do part two later. Okay, so I've just looked it up. The Matthew Nabel. Is that who his dad is? No. Oh, shoot. Who's that? Daniel Wiley. Oh. He's so funny. Matthew Nabel is pretty cool, too. I recognise him. Anyway. He was so funny. Um, um, the little girl is... Andrew Rice. And Aaron McGrath is Jasper. And my Levi, Levi sorry, Miller. Levi Miller is Charlie. And he's also in Red Dog True Blue and he's really cute in that. Um, so what I loved about that is that they oh, – we should talk about this later, but I love the humour that they put in. It's quite a, yeah. quite a de- depressing story. You know what? Maybe we should stop talking about Jasper Jones if we're going to do a viewing. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is that it is – very true to the book. That is a brilliant adaptation, one I could not be prouder of. I'm so, so happy that it got the attention it deserved. It was a beautiful yeah, adaptation. So by the time we do the viewing, you should read the book. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you know. But we should definitely do a viewing um, and we will come back on that. Um, All right. One more. Can I mention one more? Okay, fine. <laughs> My favourite, favourite book and favourite adaptation is The Crow Road. Um, it's a mini series, and the book was written by Ian Banks. It's set in Scotland, um, which I love it. Now, the reason I watched this is so so embarrassing. So, one of my favourite TV shows of all time is Heartbeat. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? Because I've, I've heard you. of Heartbeat because you're my best friend, but like, but also because like your grandma probably watches it or something. Anyway, <laughs> Heartbeat is set in this 1960s British village and it's it's so adorable. I love it. Anyway, um, I when I was in high school and watching it, I had like a major crush on one of the police guys, one of the later guys who is Scottish, really cute accent. Um, and so because I was obsessed with him, I like looked up all the other things he'd been in and found one of them was The Crow Road and I found it on YouTube. And I watched it all on YouTube. And he filmed it when he was probably about 18. So he was really cute. 
really, really cute. And at least it was good. Well, when you finish talking about the adaptations, thing. I'll tell you my most embarrassing. <laughs> I watched this okay. because of someone. Okay, good. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. the good thing was, as I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is this is a really good story. And I watched it so much on YouTube. Eventually, I went on to like Amazon UK or whatever and found it for like two pounds, but it was like 20 pounds shipping or whatever. I don't care. I ended up <laughs> buying it on DVD from the UK because I loved it so much. And for my 18th birthday, dad bought me a copy of the book. Um, now it did take me like a good two years to read because first of all, I already knew the outcome of the mystery because there is, it's like a family drama, but it has the best opening line of any novel I've ever read. And that is, it was the day my grandmother exploded. It's so good. That's pretty good. So what had happened is that they had accidentally left her pacemaker in um, at her funeral and when she was cremated, um, when she was cremated, um, she blew up. Uh, so it's the best opening line and that is that is also how the TV show starts. But there is a family mystery and um, the thing is in the book um, – it's a lot slower because the book takes a lot more detours and goes into a lot more detail about Prentice's, Prentice's, the guy I was in love with, Prentice's whole family. So he's trying to unravel this family mystery and he has all these he has all these flashbacks. Yeah, it kind of sounds like one of those things that sort of TV shows and movies can kind of do a bit more effectively. Well, no, the book... Is that why it was quicker? Well, the, the book delved more into the past of, like, his father and his uncles and oh, stuff, okay, yeah. whereas the TV made more out of the mystery. So it went quicker, and it's six episodes, so it's still quite a thorough adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's just that the mystery was the forefront of the TV show while Not the family, the family yeah. was. and it's but, but still, like, a lot of the scenes were the same, and they really only cut out a couple of flashbacks. It wasn't and, – and there are still flashbacks in the miniseries – it just goes into more depth about feeling and just more intimate stuff in the book. Um, it's beautifully written and I've, I've got more stuff by Ian Banks on my shelf but I just haven't got around to reading it. Um, but it's it's so beautiful. It's really, really good. All right, on this beautiful note, are you ready? I promise <laughs> yes. I will tell you. Okay, I'm excited okay, for this. so mine has to do with Chris Evans. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so obsessed with this. So mm-hmm. amazing. So hot, so funny, so nice. Anyway, okay. So probably first liked Chris Evans um, in the original Fantastic Four movies. Again, because my brother, but I'm not complaining. Um, and then, of course, you know, he's been in all the Marvel movies, Captain America. I've seen rom-coms with him in or whatever. But one of those things where I just, you know, I looked up what he was in because I've liked a lot of his movies. And because of Chris Evans, I have seen the awful Not Just Another Teen movie, which is one of those, like, parody movies, and it's not good. I don't recommend it, but... Chris Evans had, like, whipped cream on his um, junk, shall we say, and, like, that was it. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, I mean, that's, like, two seconds in the movie, so not worth it. Just, like, Google an image. You know what? We'll put it in our show notes. Will anyway. we, though? I don't know. All right. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Be censored. <laughs> so, Michelle. Yeah. To wrap up this this discussion, first discussion on yes. adaptations, Probably. what series or book or, you know, character or something, I guess, would you – do you think that would make a good adaptation? I haven't even read the book yet, mm-hmm. but just from talking to her and knowing that it's quite similar to The Wrong Girl that we both enjoyed, I would say Girl in Between by Anna Daniels. Yes, that totally has to happen. Plus, we talked about I want to. I want famous people getting to Rocky. Come on. I want a cameo in the TV show. Like, forget about the famous people. I want to be in the show. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of cameos, one thing we forgot to mention with The Wrong Girl when we were, like, gushing oh, about Zoe. Oh, was Zoe's cameo? But Zoe has the cutest cameo as she, she's, like, an intern and she yeah, goes up to Lily like, and she's oh, like, good oh, good job, Lily. And then she walks away and Lily turns to Hamish Blake and is like, who is that? And he's like, I don't know. Very funny. <laughs> it's the cutest. It's so it's cute. so sweet. Anyway, what, right. what would yours be? Um, well, I completely agree with Girl in Between. Um, we got to get famous somehow. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> um, but, no, one I've just got to say is, I really think that more of Cecilia O'Hearn's books deserve to be adapted into movies. <gasps> oh, can I say another one, please? Sure. Because you've read it too. Mario McFarlane 
Yes, that'd be a great rom-com. Who's that girl? Or oh, I've read you have Any me of her well. books. Any of her books would be amazing. I yeah. want to see them on screen. Just rom-coms. like Cecilia Hearn. Like, just pick exactly. one at random. I'm sure it's going to be a great movie. Although, actually, now that I'm saying this, probably particularly her young adult series, Flawed and Perfect. It's a duology. That'd be really cool. I haven't read Perfect yet, but I really, really want to. And I've been telling Michelle to read Ford ever since I finished it last I need, year. I need some more. I'm going to start on Cecilia Hearn this year. It's my pledge to you. I'm going to read at least one Cecilia Hearn. And now it's on the airwaves. This is happening. I'm holding you to it. It's on the <laughs> internet. By the, right. by the last episode we film of this this year, film, record of this this year, <laughs> I will have read a Cecilia Hearn book. <laughs> on that happy note for me, I think we'll end this episode here. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to us. Join us for part two sometime in the future. Yeah, whenever we get to part two. Tell us what adaptations you would like to see and what you'd like to see us discuss. Yeah, do you have opinions about the ones we did discuss? Have you read them, watched them, both, neither? Are you appalled that I've never read Jasper Jones? Let me know. Um, so, yeah. Don't worry, I'm going to make her read it. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. I'm very sorry. Um, so, thank you so much for joining us for Better Words. Please subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating, review. I'm sure by the time this episode actually airs, we will be on other platforms. We're figuring yes, out. We are working on Android as we speak. Technology is really hard and uh, totally not our forte. We so suck at technology. How did yes. we think that we could run a podcast? Yes, we have tried turning it off and on again. Thank you. Oh, We've whatever. tried that. I don't think that applies here. But anyway. Oh, so it's an IT crowd yeah, Anyway. So, yes, please subscribe on whatever we're currently on. Leave us a rating and review. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Better Words Pod. Like our Facebook page, Better Words Podcast. You can also follow both of us on our all our social medias. But unfortunately, they're all different, so they may take a bit too long to name. You can just look us up. Just a bookish babe, unfinished bookshelf. We know you're good at stalking. Figure it out. Internet stalking. <laughs> We're good at it. You should be. Anyway. Anyway, we love you for listening. Um, go watch some of these recommendations. Maybe not the crappy ones, but... <laughs> We love you for listening and please join us next time. We can't wait to talk more better words with you then. Bye.